As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. You have to make sure that by bringing property management in-house, you can do all these things better than a third party. If you can't, then there's no reason to use in-house property management because in that sense, you're going to get a worse service, which is not going to allow you to maximize profits. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations, not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about the pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E. You're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template 
should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode. And for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hello, best of your listeners, and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today is Syndication School, where we focus on the how-tos of apartment syndication. This episode will be focusing on in-house property management. More specifically, as the title implies, why and when to bring apartment property management in-house. So this episode will be based on the presentation given by the founder of Ashcroft Capital, Frank Rosler, at the Best Ever Conference 2021. I really liked his presentation and the information he provided, and I thought it would be very relevant to our listeners. So we will be going over his points today. Of course, I will be adding my thoughts to those as well. So we've done a lot of episodes in the past on property management, how to find them, how to qualify them, when to fire them, how to manage them. And that is usually focusing on third-party property management, a company that is completely separate from your apartment syndication business. Maybe it's just a couple of people, or maybe it's a national organization with tens of thousands of employees. But either way, the distinguishing factor of the third-party management is that it's third-party. It's not you. It's not anyone that is in your actual company or is not your company that you own. It is completely separate, run by someone else. Whereas the other option would be in-house property management, which as the name implies, is a property management company that you own, that you are in charge of, that works for your apartment syndication company. So today we're going to talk about, as I mentioned, why would you want to transition from third-party management to in-house property management, or why would you want to use in-house property management over third-party property management from the get-go? So that will be the why, and then the when would be, well, two different times right away, or want to achieve scale. So we'll talk about the pros and cons of the timing of bringing property management in-house. So one thing that Frank said that I really liked, and he said that I could say this and then I could probably end my presentation here is that the only reason why you're going to bring a property management in-house is to improve the performance of your apartment portfolio. 
So you're not bringing property management in-house in order to make money, to generate a profit, to save money on a property management fee. That's not the main reason why you do it. And it is also possible that bringing property management in-house will result in a loss. The property management company itself operating at a loss. So again, the purpose of bringing property management in-house is to improve the overall performance of the apartments that you own. And the reason why is because by using an in-house property management company as opposed to a third party can result in a higher quality service to both you, your residents, marketing. They will do faster unit turnovers, more training opportunities for your staff. You can attract top talent. There's all these potential benefits that can come from it being your company. But the key word here is that these are potential benefits. So you have to make sure that by bringing property management in-house, you can do all these things better than a third party. If you can't, then there's no reason to use in-house property management because in that sense, you're going to get a worse service, which is not going to allow you to maximize profits. So one distinction before we move on to the next point is that the property management company itself might potentially operate at a loss. Not always going to operate at a loss. might not be a massive loss. They might break even. However, other aspects of the performance of the apartment is going to improve. So you're, overall, you're going to make more money. It's just like the property management company itself is not going to be a cash cow for you. The money is going to come from the improvements in the operations of the asset. So that's something important to keep in mind. So of course, you're going to be making more money by bringing management in the house, but the actual company itself is not going to be making money. So again, that's the main reason, really the only reason why you bring management in house, it works better. Now, one of the main reasons why it works better is because there's a greater alignment of interests between you and the in-house property management. So just think about how a traditional third-party property manager makes money. It's either a dollar per unit per year, which is not really standard. What's more standard would be the percentage of the collected revenue, also known as fee-based management. And there's a better alignment of interests with fee-based management compared to a per unit per year management because at least with a fee-based management, if the revenue goes to zero, then they make no money at all. However, there is still a lacking in alignment of interests and a third-party property management company is not really incentivized to maximize revenue. And here's a perfect example to illustrate that. So let's say you've got a property management company who charges the 3% property management fee. And you have a property that generates $100,000 per month in total revenue. 3% of that goes to the management company. So the management company will make $3,000 per month. Now, let's say that you ask the property management company to increase the revenue by 25%. So work really hard over the next year to increase revenue by 25%. And the revenue increases to $125,000 per month which is a massive increase in the value of the property, a massive increase in the returns to you and your investors. However, there's not really a massive increase to the property management company because they only make another $750 per month. So again, that increase of 25% is a lot more impactful to your company than it is to the property management company. So if it is your company who is the property management company, they're way more incentivized to actually increase the revenue by say 25% in this example because you are their top priority. Whereas for property management companies, they're third party, the way that it works, they just want to manage a bunch of properties. Then you scale to make money. So if they lose you, 
If you ask them, hey, can you increase my revenue by 25%? Like, ah, no, I don't think so. We'll drop you. Well, they lose three grand a month. They probably work with a hundred other operators. Whereas if it's your in-house property management company, you better believe that they're going to focus on doing what you ask them to do because you own them. You're in charge of them. So that's one of the reasons why it could result in improvement in the performance of the property. And then the third reason why you'd bring property management in-house is because it improves communication. So what this means is that traditionally, when you're working with a third-party property management company or really any property management company, you want to be tracking the important metrics or the KPIs, key performance indicators of the property. And we've done an episode in the past on those KPIs when we talked about how to be the best ever asset manager. Now, this is going to be one example, but let's say you want to receive KPIs every single day from your property management company. Well, again, if it's a third-party management company, they might have their standard SOP for how they deal with KPIs. Maybe they only send them once a week, or maybe they only send them every two weeks or every month. Whereas if you have your in-house property management company, and from the get-go, you say, hey, we want daily reports at the end of the day, no problem. Whereas again, the third-party management company might not be able to do that. Something else is also going to be good here that you'll get more up-to-date, more speedily communications from your property management company because, again, they are yours. You are their sole priority as opposed to the third-party property management company, which is working with a lot of different operators. And so they'll say you're working on your emails to your investors rather than the property management company maybe sending you a snapshot of the data you need once a month and then it's out of date by a couple of weeks by the time you send your emails. You can work with your management company to get the information for occupancy collections that exact day. Also, the improvement in communications allows you to check in on the status of your business plan a lot faster, which means you're able to catch any problems or any variances a lot faster, as well as make adjustments to the business plan when those challenges actually arise. So those are the three reasons why you bring property management in-house. Now, when do you do this? As I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, the two times that you can bring property management in-house is day one. So the second you close on that apartment community, the property management company that takes over is an in-house management company, or you can wait until you achieve scale until you have thousands of units. So there's pros and cons to each of these. Let's start with the pros of bringing property management in-house day one. So the biggest benefit is that there's no disruptions. So transitioning from a third-party property management to in-house property management is a pretty big process. I mean, transitioning from one third-party property management company to another is a big deal on the property itself. Transitioning over all the new people, terminating contracts, having them take over, any sort of relationship tensions between you and the old management company. Right, lots of problems just taking over the property in general when it's already up and running. It's kind of similar to transitioning from the old property management company from the old owner to the new owner. But there's also a big disruption with you and your business because you have to create the company before you actually have a deal. <laughs> so in this case, when you don't have a property yet, you can create your property management company and then transition over to this new property. Whereas when you have a scale already, You've got this massive portfolio you're working on. At the same time, you're working on creating a brand new business at the exact same time. So that might impact the way that you are able to focus on your current portfolio. 
Of course, there's a major disruption to the residents as well, maybe operations of the new management company taking over a large portfolio, whereas, again, no property exists yet. And so there's no operation or residence to really disrupt. And then the other pro or other benefit would be a smaller overhead. So when you don't have a property yet, the team you're creating is not very big. It might just be you and a site manager, and then that's it, then leasing staff, which is not going to be that expensive. Whereas when you're building out an entire property management company that needs to be able to manage thousands of units, you're going to need actual executives and directors and presidents and managers that are going to probably be making low six figures. And you need to create all this infrastructure before the property management company is even making any money, before it actually takes over the portfolio. Whereas, again, from day one, it's just you, maybe a couple other people, really small overhead, not that expensive, and also not that time-consuming. Going back to the disruption, by creating a full-fledged property management company that's going to be able to manage thousands of units is going to take some time as well as money. So those are really the two benefits of bringing property management in-house day one, zero disruptions and smaller overhead. Now, however, I think from what I'm going to say next that the benefits of bringing in property management in-house when you have achieved scale far outweighs the potential drawbacks of the disruption. Because again, the disruption is kind of happens anyways when you buy a property and your new property management company takes over, which is usually why operations are known to not perform as well in the first few months after operations because of the new management. And of course, the smaller overhead's a money issue. But again, you're not doing this for money. You're doing this for increase in performance, which brings us to the first major pro of bringing property management in-house when you achieve scale, and that is the ability to attract top talent. So if you don't have a property, then that one site manager and a couple of leasing staff people that you're going to attract to use in-house management day one, they're not going to be the best of the best. Whereas if you have a portfolio that's a billion dollars or a hundred million dollars, the top management professionals and even business professionals are going to be proactively reaching out to you to work with your company, to create a brand new company that will manage thousands of units. They can't wait to be involved in creating a business plan and then implementing that business plan when they've worked for a massive corporation and just kind of had to follow the SOP of that company for the longest time. So you're going to have a lot more difficulty attracting the best of the best when you only have one property for your management company to manage. And then with attracting top talent will come the ability for you to implement the best practices starting from day one after you've achieved scale and brought management in-house because you have the top talent who have years of experience of managing apartments for the best property management institutions in the country. They'll have a lot of knowledge on the market, hopefully. And because of all of this, they're going to bring their expertise to your portfolio, which will allow you to implement the best practices immediately in order to improve operations as opposed to bringing them in-house day one, not really having the best talent and having to train them yourself or having them learn on your dime. So you really need that track record and have that large portfolio of properties in order to attract that top talent. And once you attract that top talent, then you will by default have the best property management practices implemented at your property. Now, the other benefit, as I kind of mentioned earlier, of bringing it in-house after you achieve scale is that there is a possibility that you generate a profit or at least you break even, 
Whereas if you only have one apartment, there's zero chance you're going to be able to cover the costs of a full-time site manager or full-time property manager or regional manager, a full-time team member with one apartment. So you're going to operate at a loss for a while until you achieve scale. So again, why not just wait until you achieve scale in order to bring management in-house? So it sounds like I'm kind of biased towards in-house, but again, I wanted to present to you the different benefits of each bringing it in immediately or bringing it in once you've achieved scale. So overall, the main reason why you bring property management in-house is to improve the operations of your apartment portfolio. The other benefits is that it will increase the alignment of interests because you're the top priority and it will improve the communications between you and your management company. And then the two options of when to bring management in-house would be day one, or once you've achieved scale, we mentioned that the benefits of bringing them in day one would be no disruptions and smaller overhead, whereas the benefits of bringing them in once you've achieved scale is your ability to attract that top talent, which in turn allows you to implement the best practices, which in turn may allow you to start with a profit margin. But either way, the main thing you should be thinking about is when you're thinking about should I bring property management in-house and when I should bring property management in-house is, will this allow me to improve operations at my property? Can I do property management better than a third-party manager at this particular time? If the answer is no, then don't bring it in-house. If the answer is yes, then bring it in-house, whether it's immediately or when you've achieved scale. So that will conclude this episode of the why and when to bring apartment property management in-house. Make sure you check out our other Syndication School episodes. We also provide a lot of free documents with Syndication School. Those are at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening. Have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template.